This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. I think Biden is hitting just exactly the right note uh, of retaliating without uh, without escalating, and that's what we need to do. I think he's doing a terrific job. I mean, this is this is why the president needs to get reelected. Can you imagine how Trump would deal with something like this? He wouldn't have a clue when he'd do something dumb. Ah, uh, yes. That's Howard Dean. Remember him of the scream? Saying what a great job Biden is doing bombing various countries in the Middle East. What a bad job Trump would have done. If only war had broken out on his watch while he was president for four years. But, of course, war didn't break out on his watch, did it? There was no war in Europe on his watch. The war in Europe broke out on Joe Biden's watch. There was no war against Israel on Donald Trump's watch. He was creating peace deals all over the Middle East. The Abraham Accords, three separate peace deals. He was on the glide slope to an Israel-Saudi Arabia peace deal. Joe Biden's got war all over the place. And Howard Dean, he was DNC chairman. He was the governor of the tiny state of Vermont. He was a presidential candidate. He's the guy who told us that he created the permanent campaign in the United States of America, which he was very excited to say brought us much closer to the European model because they have like very small nation complex or something like that. They, they, uh, God, they're unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, he did uh, such a great job. Boy, isn't it just wonderful? Mm-mm-mm. Now, let's, since you played that soundbite coming back, let's go to soundbite number five because we didn't get earlier to now-retired three-star General Keith Kellogg, Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg, who is retired from the United States Army. Not very impressed. Not as impressed as Howard Dean is. But what does Howard Dean know about airstrikes? He was the governor of Vermont. He knows Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> And he, and he knows the scream. He knows the scream, too. Yeah. Then it's on to Chicago. And we are. We didn't create a deterrent. We basically said, OK, we hit these targets. Really feels good. Take your shirt off. Beat your chest. Sounds good. We didn't stop anything. They're going to keep coming back at it. That's uh, General Keith Kellogg. He knows. Uh, but on MSDNC, if you get your news from MSDNC and Howard Dean, who they tell you is an intelligent man, that, oh, it's such a, oh boy, it's so great. Good thing Trump wasn't in the White House. We had four years of no war with Trump. Yet more people killed in a weekend in Chicago in gunfights than we had killed in a year in Afghanistan under Trump. But pay no attention to that. The Democrats love lying. It's kind of a peculiar thing. I'm reminded of the Soviet author, 
you you know her, Elena Gorakova. Elena Gorakova, in her book, A Mountain of Crumbs, about the glories of socialism, said the rules are simple. They lie to us. We know they're lying to us. They know we know they're lying to us, but they keep lying to us. And that's the role of MSDNC and of CNN and of the Washington Post, which told us over the weekend that maybe 2.3 million illegals have entered the country under Joe Biden, when in reality the number is more like 9 million. But you can read the paper and be as disinformed as you'd like. Speaking of Poppy Harlow, you know Poppy Harlow. She's an anchor woman. She's a newswoman at CNN. And that is her porn name. That's her porn name. They had, uh, when she was a little girl, they had a shih tzu named Poppy, and they lived on Harlow Avenue, and then she grew up to become an anchor woman, Poppy Harlow. CNN shakes up morning schedule. CNN is turning some of the lights out on their morning news effort. The network is revamping its entire AM schedule. The Warner Brothers Discovery-based cable outlet. Soon there will just be one media company. It'll all be better then, as long as the Democrats control it. Poppy Harlow and Phil Mattingly, who co-anchors CNN this morning, will leave the lineup. While Casey Hunt, you know Casey Hunt. Have you ever emailed Casey Hunt? No? Casey Hunt's early morning, pro- early morning program will take on an extra hour. And CNN News Central, John Berman, you know him, he lies with great comfort and ease, doesn't he? He's a dishonest person. And Kate Bolden, they're moving to a 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. That's three hours. Ah, come on, I do that by myself, standing on my head every day. Don't bother me. Oh, but here's the big news. Jim Acosta, whose real name is Abilio, but he's ashamed of his Cuban heritage because he's betrayed them so Jim Acosta and Pamela Brown will be taking over the news hour at 10 from so uh, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Now, the um, Jim Acosta, he's a disgraced former journalist of the first order, right? Big time. And uh, he just got his own hour. He was the throw rocks at Donald Trump guy at the White House briefing. Uh, and now he's being rewarded. He was brought inside and they were giving him some stuff, you know, but no big deal. Also, Mattingly has been told, no show for him, but uh, we'll give you something here in the New York. We'll let you do something. And, but Poppy Harlow, I guess she's going to have to go back to porn. What do you think? Back to porn for Poppy Harlow? Well, you know, stick with what you're good at. That's, uh, that's the thing. As this crowd is chanting that there are members of the press here who suck, I should also point out, Wolf, what also sucks, getting the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> He's in politics. He poses as a journalist. Uh, oh, yeah, the front page of the Washington Post, too, above the fold. The headline is, Economy Booms. Yeah, like a bomb dropping on the Houthis. But tech layoffs still pile up. The economy is booming. Is that right? They keep telling us. I, on Friday, the headline was, The economy isn't good. It's great. It's good to be a Democrat. I'm telling you. All right, now let's get to the illegal aliens uh, and the Democrats. Because Democrats love illegal aliens. They love MS-13. They want more illegal aliens. The short reason is they're not on our side. They're here to fundamentally transform the United States of America and not for the better. Not for the better. 
That's the uh, that's the thing about them. Crazy man, crazy. And the MS-13 members and the illegal aliens and the weapons charges, and they keep letting them go, and you attack the police in New York, and they just let you go without bail, and they hear you go into California. And apparently Alvin Bragg, radical left-wing George Soros extremist, uh, fake prosecutor, um, he's in New York. And he was feeling a little bit of pressure, apparently, from a news reporter, a number of news reporters, like, what are you doing letting these guys go? They're attacking cops. They'll attack anybody. You just let them go without bail. What is up with you? And he lied repeatedly. So, Dean, what do you then say to New Yorkers who've seen the video? They were, you know, perhaps concerned and outraged. They then hear that, you know, your office did not ask for bail. For some of those suspects, what do you say to those folks who feel that they are concerned about public safety and whether or not your office is taking this seriously? So I, I, I say that they are rightfully disturbed when they see the video. I was disturbed. I was disgusted. We do not tolerate people assaulting uh, police officers. Obviously, but you in do. Court of law, and our profound obligation is to make sure we have the right people charged with the right crimes. I don't think any New Yorker wants us to charge the wrong person or to charge someone for something that was not their role. Why didn't we think of that? Hey, wait a minute. Maybe we could have a system of justice based on the idea that only the guilty are arrested and prosecuted and, and incarcerated. Uh, wait, hey, somebody write that down. What a, what a, that's a stroke of genius. And he, and he said, well, wait a minute. Um, what he, he started out with a big lie and then he went into a smaller lie because he, he's saying, well, we don't tolerate this. You, the police just arrested all these people and you just let them go without bail. And then we're told that Catholic Charities is driving at least four of them to California where they have another gift basket waiting for them. I was disturbed. I was disgusted. We do not tolerate people assaulting uh, police officers. That's a lie. That's a, that's a flagrant lie, number one. You, not only do you tolerate it, you appear to reward it. Did you give them $1,000 gift cards on the way out the door? Because, you know, they're going to have to buy some ammo. He also, this ridiculous Alec, uh, uh, Alvin Bragg, the district attorney in uh, Manhattan, said, our office continues to work with law enforcement to bring everyone responsible for these heinous attacks to justice. We will not rest until every person who assaulted a police officer in this awful attack is held accountable. You had them all incarcerated, and you let them all go without bail. You are a lion Sacagawea. You give a bad name to other lion sacks of Jawea. You are just unbelievable. And, and he's an elected George Soros, uh, one of the great evildoers in the modern age, George Soros. And now his son Alex is taking over. He's a deviant. Uh, so we got that going. Now, Fox News this morning had a woman on, Marianne Mendoza. Marianne Mendoza's son was a proud police officer. He was killed by an illegal alien in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, and that was about 10 years ago, and mom became active. Just see, I don't know if you watch the uh, thing, but her son looked like the Hollywood movie version of a police officer, and he was, you know, a great son and, and uh, a great police officer and uh, killed by an illegal alien in Arizona. And she's having none of this stuff, Marianne Mendoza, 
uh, on the Fox News channel early this morning. The illegal criminals here in our country know that they can continue crimes, can commit crimes, they can shoplift, they can do heinous acts in the United States and never be held accountable. And Alvin Bragg knows that when you release an illegal criminal like that, they will never be found. And, and as we've heard, some of them are possibly already in California. They assume another identity. So this was the worst thing that he could have done. Yeah, uh, and, uh, you know, releasing everybody. And then he comes out and he just lies to your face. Oh, we don't tolerate this. We, we will not rest. You, they were all in jail. And you let them all go for nothing. You should be in jail. He should be in leg shackles. Don't you think they should get him at the airport, put him in leg shackles? Like the FBI did to Peter Navarro for allegedly um, declining a congressional subpoena, which Hunter Biden has done, and he held a press conference out in front of the Capitol to mock, to mock the Congress. And the FBI, no, no handcuffs on him like Peter Navarro. No leg shackles on Hunter Biden like Peter Navarro. Because, honestly, we're going to have to start speaking Tagalog in the United States soon. That's the language of the Philippines, the way our legal system is going. Here is uh, Marian Mendoza. You've got online chatter by these Venezuelan gangs saying we have control of your streets. And, um, you know, I believe them. Yeah. I believe I believe that something worse is, is coming down the chute. And the Venezuelan gangs are online bragging about the dominance that they have secured in the streets of New York City, which does not border Mexico or El Salvador or Venezuela. Marian Mendoza. We are collateral damage and we are becoming second class citizens and the crimes that we have to, the crimes that we would commit as an American citizen and the restitution we would have to pay, these illegal criminals are getting off scot-free and there's only so much America is going to be able to take. We are the uh, law-abiding, tax-paying citizens of America, proud citizens, are collateral damage. Very well put, I thought, by Ms. Mendoza, uh, because the Democrat Party is, uh, they're not here to support us and back us. They have a radical agenda, and they're implementing it before our very eyes, and it's not getting better. Now, there is this ridiculous bill that uh, the Lizard King, Chuck Schumer, is pushing through the Senate, and the Washington Post lead story today, very excited, Senate reveals border package. That's, uh, that's a kind of an interesting turn of phrase, isn't it? I, yeah, if you ever saw Hunter Biden's uh, laptop, he revealed his border package again and again, didn't he? His border package was in evidence all over the place. Bipartisan bill. I got one Republican with this bipartisan bill. Has a risky path ahead. Deal includes foreign aid. Aims to stem crossings. No, it doesn't. That's the last thing it does. Now, let me share with you the big lie that is this. It's a $118 billion spending package. Got to get your spending package. Now, $118 billion, that's a lot of money, you would, you would think. $60 billion is for Ukraine. Ukraine, because the Democrats are holding the border hostage. They're holding a gun to the baby's head. They've pulled back the hammer. Their twitching, sweaty finger is on the trigger. And they say, well, we'll do something for the border, provided you give $60 billion to Ukraine. 
Uh, let's throw in $14 billion for Israel. Sure, sure. Hey, how about $2.4 billion for the Central Command? Don't we already fund the Pentagon? we got to put more money. $10 billion in humanitarian aid, mostly for Gaza and the West Bank. We're funding both sides of the war. We're funding both sides of every one of these wars because Democrats. $10 billion in humanitarian aid. And there's humanity. We got $60 billion for Ukraine on the top line. And then another $10 billion for humanitarian aid for Gaza, West Bank. Gaza is Hamas. West Bank, Palestinian Authority, they're in bed with Hamas. We're funding Hamas in this bill. And more humanitarian aid for Ukraine because the $60 billion on the top line wasn't enough. But I don't think we should always have to pay for everything. When do we become the sugar daddy of the world? we got to pay for everything. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Now let's go to the Lizard King, um, the liar from New York. Might be the prize winner. They've got this ridiculous bill that the idiots are lying, calling it a border bill. The Washington Post Senate reveals border package. Uh, It's a tiny border package. It's a giant war package. Here is, again, $60 billion for Ukraine. And what do we got, like $400 million for the border or something like that? Uh, the Lizard King, Chuck Schumer. Well, the bottom line is that everyone who looks at our bill says that it will greatly reduce Lie. the flow of illegal immigrants into this country. Everyone doesn't and say that. that and, and it's done in a, in a fair way. Uh, that's a big uh, lie. He's, uh, n- nobody, he, nobody says that. Uh, there are a couple of idiot Democrats who know that they're lying when they say that. He, when he tells you everybody says that's just a lie. Why? Now, let me, let me, here's a crazy stat for you. The funding for the United States Marine Corps, for the United States Marine Corps in 2023 was $550.3 billion. $50 billion. Now, the Democrats want to throw $60 billion at Ukraine in the latest dose. And Chuck Schumer will tell you, if we just pay him a lot of money, then they'll win the war. They're the matter win. here is very simple, as President Zelensky told us in December. Ukraine will win the war against Russia if more aid is approved by Congress. More aid. But if no more aid is approved, Putin will win. Putin will win if there's no more aid. we got to have another $60 billion. We should make it a trillion. I want to show that I care more about Ukraine than the Democrats do. I want to offer $1 trillion to Ukraine. $50 billion is the annual budget for the United States Marine Corps. $60 billion for Ukraine just in the latest tranche. We use the word tranche in Washington. No one else uses the word tranche outside of Washington. 
And we got, uh, you know, a couple hundred million for the border. Not even a billion. Not a billion. This isn't a border bill. Yeah, Joe Biden's poll numbers are bad, and they went into some version of a transgender anaphylactic shock at MSDNC over the weekend. There, Some kind of a sexual panic. Very strange. And I want to share those with you, too. But back to the illegal aliens, because uh, I am telling you, Chuck, uh, Chuck Schumer. The, uh, the Lizard King. He is the Lizard. Why is he called the Lizard? Because he's uh, chameleon-like and he's got that tongue sticking out of his uh, lot and he's got scales. He's covered with scales. That's, uh, that's part of it. And, uh, and he lied to everybody over the weekend about this, this bill, this awful, terrible bill, right? And uh, let me tell you what the, what the Speaker of the House has said about the bill, and I'm very pleased with what the Speaker of the House said about the bill. Again, they're claiming that they're... $20 billion in there to address border needs. That's an extremely vague turn of phrase. That money could go to New York City uh, or to Chicago, to Seattle and Portland and San Francisco, because that money is to address border needs. To the extent that Biden and the Democrats want to add personnel at our southern border, that's to process people into the country more rapidly and more efficiently because they're not on our side. But again, here is $60 billion for Ukraine, $60 billion more for Ukraine. And then ah, here's $20 billion for the border needs. We'll, we'll figure that out later. The Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, said, I've seen enough. This bill is even worse than we expected and won't come close to ending the border catastrophe the president has created. He said this yesterday in a statement, the Speaker of the House, as the lead Democrat negotiator proclaimed under this legislation, quote, the border never closes. If this bill reached the House, it will be dead on arrival. Now, I've got to say, bravo, bravo, Mike Johnson, bravo, Speaker of the House, that's exactly where it ought to be, is dead on arrival. Uh, it's, it's appalling. Here's one of the provisions in it. There would be, or could be, has to be signed off on by the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is currently being impeached in the House, hopefully. The bill says a mandatory shutdown of the border would occur if the DHS Secretary signs off on it, if daily average of illegal aliens crossing our border, if daily average hits 5,000 encounters over a seven-day period. Now, see if you can pick that apart. You need a team of lawyers just to figure out what that says. So if for seven consecutive days, the average is more than 5,000 illegals a day, which is every day, then there's the possibility that there would be a mandatory shutdown, but it's not mandatory because it's only possible, and it would be left to the discretion of Alejandro Mayorkas, who's not on our side. The bill allegedly ends Biden's catch-and-release program, but doesn't really end catch-and-release. It creates a new border emergency authority, because you know what we need? 
more bureaucracy. The failure here is we don't have enough bureaucracy. We don't have enough bureaucrats. So it creates a new border emergency authority. It's an emergency, and there's an authority. It says increases border patrol recruitment. Not border patrol, but recruitment, because recruitment is predictably down. So they're going to uh, they're going to do that. Sure. But first, there's $60 billion for Ukraine. What does that have to do with our border? That's $60 billion to secure Ukraine's border, right? And in theory, $20 billion to secure our border. Okay. Well, Ukraine did give millions of dollars to the Biden family. So we have to keep that in mind. And it's paying off in spades, in spades. I'm telling you. Yes, sir. Ah. So the Lizard King lied to us. Everybody says this bill is the best thing ever. Nobody says that. It's got three times as much money to secure Ukraine's border as it has to secure our border. And it sends $4.83 billion to allies in the Indo-Pacific. In the Indo-Pacific. Let's ask Chuck Schumer to spot the Indo-Pacific on a map. Sure. Another $2.33 billion for displaced Ukrainians. We're buying them all condominiums in Manhattan and cars. Nice cars. You know, Mercedes. Some of them ask for convertibles. We're going to have to get convertibles. Now, wait a minute, because we got $60.3 billion over here for Ukraine. Then we have the $10 billion in humanitarian aid, which is for the Gaza and the West Bank and Ukraine. And then we've got another pile of money over here of $2.33 billion, which is a lot of money for displaced Ukrainians. The Ukrainians are going to be the richest people in the world, and we're going to be broke. It's like the Monty Python Robin Hood thing. Give away your money till you're broke and all the poor people are rich. Just amazing. That's your Democrat Party. Now, Senator James Lankford, uh, who has embarrassed himself by being the Republican in the Senate who's supporting this, which is why the Washington Post calls it a bipartisan package. Everything's a package. And Senator uh, Oklahoma, Republican, Senator James Lankford, and uh, this is not a bright and shining moment for him. The final element on this is the Border Emergency Authority. This is the most misunderstood portion of the entire bill. Border Emergency uh, there's Authority. There's a perception that uh, this allows 5,000 people in a day to be able to come in. That is absolutely not what it is. When the border's being overrun, everyone is deported. Uh, you can still have an orderly request no. for asylum at a port of entry. But everyone else that crosses does not get to apply for asylum and has a very rapid turnaround to be able to make sure that we regain orderly control of the border. The border stays closed where everyone is turned around uh, until the numbers drop 25 percent. Until the numbers drop 25 percent. This is, you know, only the government could come up with anything as lame as this. And then and, the, you know, the BEA, because it's the border, they got, you know, a new authority. And then that gives the most convoluted, and no one will ever make this work because it's so convoluted. It's embarrassing. Governor Greg Abbott is uh, on our side. He's pro-American. And he's not 
having any of it. It sounds like insanity is behind it because it, it really is, is offensive. It's, it may be the most reprehensible thing that I've seen take place over the past 48 hours when you, when you see police officers in New York City being beaten by illegal immigrants uh, in this country who should not be in the country in the first place. Uh, and then after they engage in this crime against a law enforcement, uh, law enforcement officer, they are let loose back out onto the streets. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the thing about them. Yeah. yeah. And Governor Greg Abbott and others will tell you we're looking at 10 million illegal aliens that have come in under Joe Biden. But pay no attention to any of that. All right. Um, the Democrat Party is the party of crime, more crime, not less crime. They're anti-police, <clears throat> an anti-police party. Just amazing. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and since we mentioned it, and we did mention the Marine Corps budget, Senator Mike Lee, good for him, has uh, on X has posted, fun fact, says Senator Mike Lee, the U.S. Marine Corps budget for FY23 was $53.8 billion dollars. This bill would give Ukraine more than $60 billion. That's just in the main tranche. Then there are billions more over here to make Ukrainians comfortable wherever they may decide to move. And Ukrainian humanitarian thing from another bucket over here. And more Ukrainian money and your, more Ukrainian money. Just, uh, just amazing. Just amazing stuff, I'm telling you. All right. So enough of that. You know, Glenn Greenwald... Um, I'm a big fan of Glenn Greenwald. He is a, a self-described left-winger. He is a self-described journalist. I'll take him at his word on both of those. He's a real journalist, and he stands up for what is right. And he lives, I believe he lives in Brazil, right, with his uh, uh, husband or man friend or uh, whatever it is last time I looked. Now, something really kind of strange happened over the weekend. Tucker Carlson... You know, Tucker Carlson, he's in Russia, in Moscow. Moscow funneled lots of money to the Biden family as well, and that's just fine. From the woman who's the widow of the former mayor of Moscow, who's a friend of Putin's, and lots of money to the Biden family, that's called Russian collusion, in case the Washington Post is monitoring the show. Tucker Carlson has been in Moscow for the past three days, according to Russian mash outlet, a media outlet. He was spotted at the Bolshoi Theater today. Bolshoi, whether the ballet was performing or not, he was at the theater. I've been there myself. Who hasn't? Everybody has, I think, right? And um, and so this uh, Mark Bennett's posted that. Now, the former Republican congressman, so-called Adam Kinzinger, who is a complete freak show, this guy, he retweeted this Tucker Carlson in Moscow. By the way, he's there to interview Vlad the Impaler Putin, to interview Vlad Putin and ask him questions because that's what journalists do. And so Adam Kinzinger, now former Republican, former congressman and all-around weirdo, he posted, he's a traitor. Now, traitor means that you've committed treason, which is punishable by death. So... Uh, Tucker Carlson has committed a, <clears throat> a, uh, uh, an offense punishable by execution, by capital punishment. Glenn Greenwald then reposted what Adam Kinzinger had said with the initial uh, pin. There's a picture of Tucker Carlson in Moscow. And Glenn Greenwald, 
again, left-winger, journalist, lives in Brazil, said that a journalist or any American becomes a traitor, in quotation marks, by visiting a foreign country we're not at war with and interviewing its leader is, in equal parts, demented, stupid, and authoritarian. Demented, stupid, and authoritarian. But this McCarthyite jingoism is also fully normalized in liberal discourse. Now, that is right on the money from Glenn Greenwald once again, uh, and uh, good for Glenn Greenwald telling the truth. And Adam Kinzinger, these people are, they, uh, they are authoritarian. They are, they are fascist. They, they are, again, Benito Mussolini's definition of fascism, a merger of state and corporate power. And uh, this, this guy, Kinzinger, honestly, real fascist, ought to be gassed. I was, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> love the ought to be gassed when you're calling somebody fascist. It's actually a line from an obscure old movie that, that I like uh, called The President's Analyst, uh, where William Dan- Daniels is upset that he has conservatives living next door to him that fly the American flag every day. The Bullocks next door. Real right-wingers, American flag up every day. Real fascists ought to be gassed. You know the type. You know the type. Real fascists ought to be gassed. All right, now let's go to uh, crime and uh, mayhem in uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, gosh, oh gosh, look at the time. I can't believe how we run out the clock every day. What do we, uh, it's my fault, isn't it? I know. Uh, you know what, let's go to the Brazilian fighter because he's more fun than MSNBC. Let's go to uh, Renato Machano. Renato Machano. He's Brazilian. He's from Brazil. Glenn Greenwald lives in Brazil. And this guy is, uh, he just, he had a fight over the weekend because he's a UFC fighter, you know, ultimate. uh, and, and And he was victorious in his fight. And he's a little upset. Uh, with what he sees going on in the United States of America on uh, how crazy it's gotten here, and he wants to come here and become a police officer when he's done fighting. Here's Renato. I, I want to run Renato for for the U.S. Senate. Now he's uh, speaking in Portuguese, of course, so uh, it's a little bit. Uh, but we had to bleep a few things. I love America, you know. I'm not American, but I will be. My green card is three years. In two years, I will be a in America. And after I'm done with fighting, I will serve on the police officer. I want to be a SWAT team and I want to kill the bad guys. Make no mistake. That is right and that is wrong. And people are forgetting about that. People are going crazy. That's why I want more kids. I want people to go to the church. I want people to respect the law. Otherwise, this great country in the world is going to be a third world country. And I don't want a dead mother. Otherwise, this country is wrong in America, and I want you motherfuckers to fix it, right? <laughs> he, he curses. Uh, he's got a flair for cursing. I'm sorry. His native tongue is, of course, Portuguese. He's, he's speaking um, his best English there. His best English acu- uh, includes a lot of uh, curse words that you may have been able to decipher. Uh, he's, he's afraid America is turning into a third world country. And when he's done with his fighting career, he wants to become a police officer. He wants to be on a SWAT team because he wants to kill the bad guys before the United States becomes a third world country. Now, I'm with Renato. 
I'm, I'm applauding Renato. I think Renato, I want him to be very successful as a fighter, become wealthy. If he wants to become a SWAT team member and kill the bad guys, I'm with him. And he's right. He's fleeing Brazil, coming here. He's afraid we're becoming a third world country. The Democrats will, you know, eventually people will stop coming here because it won't be worth coming to anymore. That's the Democrat Party's plan. Ben Jones uh, used to self-describe as a communist. And the Obama administration brought him in because they loved communism. Yeah, it's just hard to know. I mean, and, you know, uh, facts and feelings are very different. People keep telling me, well, they are. You know, you've got you know, great uh, employment numbers in the black community and aren't you happy? I'm like, yeah, but they're crappy jobs. Uh, like, how do people feel uh, is going to be, be a lot different than what the numbers are? Yeah, they feel numbers. CNN, they were slack jawed. Many of the black jobs are crappy jobs under Joe Biden, according to Van Jones. MSDNC, they uh, they wanted they wanted to talk to black voters, so they got uh, they found a black guy somewhere in the mailroom, and they said, "Hey, go to a black barber shop." They don't know how to find black people except for Al Sharpton, uh, and they went to a black barber shop, and they were shocked to hear black men say things were better under Trump. There's some people in your orbit who are either voting for Donald Trump or considering it. For sure, a lot of my friends are obviously my age, so we're a little younger. <laughs> We've only voted once, you know, for actually for a president, and Trump is kind of all we know. And they're kind of Trump and Biden. They're like, well, we were broke with Biden, we weren't with Trump, and that's kind of the only thing that I'm hearing over and over again, over and over yeah. again, is that with Trump, we had money. Oh, with Trump, we had money. With Biden, we don't. Now, I also saw a young man over the weekend. Hey, wait a minute, young African Americans. Um, not voting for Biden. They're shocked. Um, and a young African-American Republican in Georgia, C.J. Pearson, who's running for the state house. There's some people in your... I hear that very thing everywhere I go. You go to a black barber shop, you hear it. You go to a black church, you hear it. The black community is looking for a new solution. That solution is Donald J. Trump. That solution is Donald J. Trump. That's uh, exactly right. C.J. Pearson 21-year-old African-American Republican running for the state house in Georgia. I've said it once, I'll say it again. The Democrat Party destroyed the black community. It's time for the black community to destroy the Democrat Party, and we intend to do that. And we intend to do that. I, uh, I want to send him a case of beer. <clears throat> Man, C.J. Pearson. The Democrat Party destroyed the black community. Now it's time for the black community to destroy the Democrat Party. Just the party of the Confederate States of America and Jefferson Davis and Nathan Bedford Forrest and the KKK, the party of Jim Crow, party of standing in schoolhouse doors. CJ's onto something there. I'm with CJ. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.